tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Yes, yes it will. Welcome to another Tin Foil Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. That's oh, right. Shit. And joining me as always, my partner in crime, off his fresh appearance in the Tin Foil Comedy Show in Cobbs, my good friend and yours, XG, Xavier Guerrero. What's up, man? What a crazy ass show. What a crazy ass show. What a crazy ass after show. Listen, dude, we put 300 people in cops, a little dick joke conspiracy show, put 300 people in there, and then afterwards, lesbians <laughs> threw down. And you know what? I can't think of a better way to spend my night in San Francisco. It was fun. Fighting over Flat Earth. I was like, what the fuck's going Were on? Were they really fighting over? No, I would love that, dude. <laughs> hey, Punto, it's, a, it's flat. Explain to me how come the, the airplane doesn't go down after a little while. Oh, fuck you. And then they just fought. I love watching lesbians fight. Lesbians are great because I believe God is a black British lesbian who uh, does DJing in space and has the best Coke ever. Uh, guys, so that's great. So this weekend we're in Austin. That's right. Back at the scene of the crime, it's time for the Tinfoil Hat Texas Comedy Massacre Part 2, live at the stateside at Paramount. We will be there. Wait till you see the shirts. The shirts are going to be insane. I'm so excited about it. We're going to be there. That is Friday night, uh, 7, o'clock, 7 o'clock door, 8 o'clock show. Come get weird. Myself, this dude, uh, who else? Eddie Bravo and Reed Becker will all be there. It's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a fun, fun time. So grab your tickets now. And then following that, we are in New York City. It's it's October 4th, live at the Gramercy Theater. Myself, Eddie Bravo, XG, and our guest we're going to bring in a couple seconds. She will be there, too. And we're going to have an action-packed lineup. Everybody's talking about, I hope it will pack out. It's our first, I think this is like our first, like, High-end theater. Oh, dude, I'm scared. Like, I think Austin's Austin's a high-end theater, too. Cobb's is a high-end comedy club. But this is like, I think this is the, the first fancy theater we do. So I'm super excited about that. I mean, like, all it's so weird. New York City, Brook, Brooklyn, for some reason, is seen as a different market than New York City. And then there's this weird, like, New Jersey town that just... Follows up. It's like our third biggest market. I've never heard of it. They're near there. So, hey, man, let's show up. We pack out. We rock out. And uh, let's do this, dude. Uh, what else do we got? We got, uh, oh, and then October 22nd is the first ever and the first only tinfoil hat live in the main room at the comedy store. That's right. Tim Foil Hat Live, myself, XG, Eddie Bravo. I'm going to see if Tim Dillon can do it. And we'll see who else we can throw onto these nights, man. So we can rock. 
right? October 19th, we got Wise Guys. Oh, Wise Guys in uh, yeah. in, uh, in uh, Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City. Yeah. Can some Mormons tell me if the Book of Mormon is offensive? Aaron, you're somewhat like a Mormon. You're almost <laughs> Mormon without the underwear. Would you say Book of Mormon is offensive? God, I hope so. Okay. All right. And that was the voice of reason of the show. Uh, so I'm going to make a Book of Mormon one, too. So we'll see. We'll do that. What else do we got? Oh, the Patreon is rocking. The Patreon is rocking. Yes, I talked to a, a friend from my hometown who wasn't quite sure whether I'm a shill or not. Okay? That was fun. <laughs> then I tried to do some uh, every Sunday. It's Sunday, AMA Sunday fun days. I take your questions and I answer them the best that I can. I know it's football, but we got to keep the tradition going. And then the T-shirts are up. I think the new T-shirts up. Go to TinfoilHatT-shirts.com and I'll rock out and get that going. Um... Yeah, is it there? Uh, no, not the new one. We still got the unicorn uh, one. Okay, up, unicorn's great. It's popping, I like it's it. It's supposed to go up today. It is uh, Steal Your Tinfoil Hat. That'll be live. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by our good friends uh, at uh, Support for Tinfoil Hat. Comes from Manscaped, who is the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, okay? So we're going to get into that a little bit longer, but I wanted to give him a quick shout-out before we bring our guest in, okay? She is part of the new hit, cool, sexy podcast that goes deep into conspiracies. I don't know why I had to say sexy. I feel like because you're a chick, I, I had to say sexy, and that might come off as sexist, so I pull that back. It is not sexy. It is hard-hitting. It is the Electric Kool-Aid Podcast and my good friend, Lauren Petrie. How are you, Lauren? Hey, I'm good. And you can call it sexy. It's fine. It's it totally is, sexy. Lauren, you're, yeah. uh, you and I have a long history of uh, cocaine and bad decisions, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of crazy that we both find ourselves in this truth community and uh you and i hung out at skank fest okay and uh we kind of talked about because you did the skank fest show in new york and you stole the show and i was like you got to do your own podcast so then you started doing the we we were kind of sitting there and go okay what's a cool name we came back and forth and we were both like "Ooh, electric kool-aid dead rock and uh here it is on the thing it's only a couple episodes in but can you tell us a little bit about your podcast yeah i mean i'm basically just going into conspiracies and truth and all the stuff I've always been into that people have been like, Hey, Lauren, you might want to shut up now. Like we're at a, we're in public. You don't want to talk about this stuff. And I just decided to lean into it and talk about this shit. I've always wanted to talk about. Now, what are some uh, of the episodes you've talked about so far? Uh, we've done, you know, Epstein, we've done the area 51 raid, which is now a rave. And, um, <laughs> we're doing, uh, we did the death of Marilyn Monroe and how the Kennedys killed her. And then I'm going to do the CIA and social media, uh, next. Oh and yeah. And then, um, Maybe something fun after that. Yeah, it's hard so. to find the fun stuff. Like, you know, like the Matt Goring being on Epstein's plane and one of his vic sex victims. Like, yeah, I had to clean his yellow feet. It's like, that was going to be a fun one about how they predicted it. And you're like, oh, you didn't predict it. You were just at those fucking satanic ritual, allegedly satanic ritual. Uh, Who's satanic? Well, the whole, like, that's the whole thing about that island. It's all dark art shit. Yeah, that temple, right? I mean... That temple is definitely it has the checkered board floor. They say it's got the it's like a it's a Freemason symbolism. The pillars and the the dome and everything. It's straight up one of the Hermetic Order temples. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. So like 
you know, so now Matt Goring's off the list, and all the magic that was the uh, Simpsons knowing everything is gone because he was part of it. And then where else do we see this? Seth MacFarlane. Uh, you know, Seth MacFarlane, Family Guy, has all this inside information. Then you realize, you know, when he's making fun of fucking um, uh, Weinstein, he's making fun of, uh, who's the other guy from House of Cards? Uh, anybody? Oh, it's Spacey. 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 He's making fun of them, and you're like, oh, were, were you part of this, allegedly? I mean, because we all know he was part of of the, uh, he's one of the guys like, I was supposed to be on that plane on I-11 and luckily yeah. I missed my flight and now face now Family Guy gets renewed, he's got 18 shows, he's got he's all this stuff, this crazy movies right? Yeah, I mean somebody told him about 9-11, I don't believe that he just woke up hungover and was like <laughs> oh, I just didn't make my flight, I think he had inside information, just like the show has inside information. Well, you know what man I'm gonna tell you something, Lauren, I'm starting to think more and more that all that shit, all the stuff about the hijackers being on the plane, all that is like, I think it's all just layers of smokescreen. I'm starting to think well, more and yeah. more. I mean, the, the passports, the hijackers' passports that they found, how, <laughs> why were those? Those were planted, obviously. I, I just, mean, that's. I just feel that like it was just like it was the newest version of Operation Northwood and. Including that, everything, like the dancing, <laughs> the dancing. No, no, I think that part is real. I think the people putting bombs in the building was real. But I think like the hijackers flying the plane, all that stuff that we're being told. I think a lot of that was BS. And I think at the end of the, those were fucking drones. Well, no plane crashed in Skanks. Uh, what, what was it, Shanksville, Pennsylvania? Yeah, like no, there's what there's, there's no, no wreckage evidence. in the yeah, history no of aircraft evidence. disasters. There's never been a plane that just left a hole in the ground, but with, with nothing, no passengers, no blood, nothing. <laughs> you know, the only I, I got an argument. People like, well, what about Blainsville? I go, there's no planes. That has never happened before. Yeah, it has. I go, when Malaysian Airlines? Oh, you mean the other conspiracy? The one that disappeared? Yeah, the one that disappeared, where there's <laughs> a photo of uh, that plane and somebody on it landing in Diego Garcia. That that conspiracy. Well, today's a very interesting uh, show. I want to, uh, I'm so excited to have talk about because I know Duncan's like, I'd like to talk about this. I'm like, you know what? I want to talk about it with my good friend Lauren. But before I do, I want to give it up. Lauren, how important to you is a man's shaved genitals? Just like oh, cleaning it up. Oh, all. I, I won't go down on anybody if they haven't shaved. Like, that's, that's, my boyfriend doesn't shave. We, do, we just don't fuck. Yeah. I just hold that hard. You know, you have, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were talking about that pussy privilege. You're all about that. So today, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, even though Laura and I aren't hooking up, I knew she was going to be on the show. So I shaved down there and I used my Manscaped. And let me tell you, it doesn't nick. I try, I mean, I was stabbing it. It just didn't work. It's clean as a whistle. Just, I mean, dude, I got six inches of fury, okay? So I got to get every inch that I can. That's half the reason I work out. I mean, dude, <laughs> if I gain 10 pounds, I lose an inch. And then, then it's almost embarrassing time. I want to get that. Tommy Lee thin, okay? Where you're like 80 pounds and 20 of it's dick, okay? And you stopped at your dick. You didn't do your chest, your hair. I know you hairy everywhere. No, dude, I do, I do. I like my back done. My last time, Dana Dana shaved my back with my Manscaped, and it's wonderful, dude. It is clean as a whistle, dude. I use it all the time. And that's why Manscaped has designed the electric trimmer. The Lawnmower 2.0 has a property, skin-safe, 
technology so that this trimmer won't nick or, or snag your nuts. And it doesn't. I'm telling you, it doesn't. Okay, Manscaped, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. But I'm Miss Jackson, so you can call me nasty. <laughs> uh, Manscaped has a crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. I mean, like, dude, this is just telling me that chicks are tossing a lot of salad. <laughs> and that's why we are clean. Like, and I, I'm all about tossing salad, okay? I'm all about it. I just think it's nasty, and I love it. And I just want to be like, who's the heavyweight champ? This guy right here, okay? Who's running the show? This guy. So I get into it. But with guys, there's a lot of, like, shrubbery going down on, there. Yeah. So I get nervous that it might be too much, but apparently the ladies don't care. So you uh, you got ball deodorant. You got anti-shaving moisturizer. You already put together deodorant on your armpits. Why not put deodorant <laughs> on your smelly, the smelliest part of your body? But, see, my nuts, though, are not. I, I clean those. I think it's the cleanest part Take of my care body. care of them? You moisturize them? Oh, everything? yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. My balls are like Kardashian pussy. It's got it smells like pink lemonade down there. Right? So if you love me and you love the show and you love your nuts, go to uh, manscaped.com, get twenty percent off free shipping with the promo code tin foil hat, all one word, tin foil hat. Get twenty percent off shipping, use the promo code tin foil hat at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off free shipping. Manscaped, use the promo code. Dude. Dude. Let's get into this. Today we want I listen, I know September has been the month of pe- uh, pedophiles. I know that's all we've been talking about. I'm trying to figure out uh, but you know what? This I think is very important because what it does is it sets up a a a, a history. A history of what intelligence agencies really do when it comes to uh, pedophiles and and investigating. So, Lord, we were talking one day on the phone as we were talking about like our podcast where we want to go, and you brought up, have you ever looked into the finders? And uh, I want to tell you that uh, a lot of the information I got today is from a wonderful website. It's called uh, What Will the Where is it right here? Open the link. I love this. Fu- it's who uh, will find? Who will find? What the Finders Find. It is by a wonderful website, a wonderful YouTube channel called The Conscious Resistance. Okay, and I'm going to put this link into the YouTube and the SoundCloud if you want to go find this guy. He does great research. Lauren sent to me. Uh, and then we also did a li- I got a little research from uh, the Steam It Pizzagate one. I'll put that at Rebel Scum. You can go check it out. So, Lauren, where do you want to start? Oh, my God. Okay, so when we brought this up on the phone, I was like, you know, I need to do a little research on that because this is one of the heaviest conspiracy things I've ever gotten into. Um, I I guess we can start at the arrest in 1987 in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, So two men in suits were seen with six children on a playground. The kids were reportedly dirty. They had open sores. Uh, They looked like they hadn't bathed, and they were behaving like wild animals, is what they said. It was a good Samaritan that called the police, and he was like, ah, there's some fucking crazy kids out there. Two guys in suits. It looks weird. I think, you know, the cops should come. So the cops came. And it's creepy, right? It's creepy that guys are in suits, and their kids look like where the wild things roam. (laughs) Totally. And they, the women in the finders would always be dressed really nice and nice, like pantsuits, like in the eighties. And they'd always be getting these fancy jobs as journalists and uh, editors. Uh, yeah, Operation Monarch. You position yourself within the media to control 
the message. It is a consistent theme with this stuff. I mean, we're going to get into this, man. You're going to start realizing this sounds a lot like the fucking Anthony Weiner fucking laptop situation. This sounds exactly like. So these two guys are with these kids. They're well-dressed. Someone calls the cops. This is in Tallahassee, Florida. And by the way, do you know how shady you have to be for someone to call the cops on you in Florida? In Florida. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can wrestle an alligator outside and probably get a rim drop. And they would just be like, oh, it's just Friday. Friday, know? Florida man, Florida man, Florida man, you yeah. know. And Whatever. Yeah, exactly. And nobody uh, But cares. if you show up in a suit with dirty kids, they're like, yeah, you might be a pedophile. Yeah. I mean, you might be. If you're at a park with a suit on with some dirty kids, you might be a pedophile. Might. There's no alligator, so they knew it wasn't a show. Florida. Florida. Wait, Florida's a great city for comedy. Fucking horrible place if you're a kid trying to keep your kids from pedophiles, but a great place to tell fucking jokes. So so we have this uh, theater. I mean, we have this uh, event. These two guys, the, uh, the, the, the cops show up, and they find a guy named Douglas Armand and... A- Ammerman. Ammerman. Thank yeah. you. And Michael How- Howell. Am I right? Yes. And yeah. they're both 27. By the way, 27, 28 looks way different in the 80s than it looks now. Back they then. They look like adults. Yeah. I mean, 27, 28 is adults, but you still, like, if you hear somebody's, like you. I'm 26. I you're look, a kid. I'm a kid. I'm yeah. Like you kids. look like a kid yeah. to me. Right? Yeah. Right? These guys look like they've been the knob four times. They're wearing a suit and stuff. Well, not even that they they their their faces. I mean, can we find a I'll look find these guys faces. up? Yeah, I got them. Right du- Douglas, Armon, and Ar- Armanian. Michael. Yeah, close enough. They're... Go on, Lauren. Oh no, I'm just saying. Like you know, you're right. In the '80s, everyone <laughs> like the ages were different. People look when you were like 28, you looked like an adult. But yeah. anyway, you were the allowed cre- to smoke here's, cigarettes. So like... six... Go on. What's your okay, stuff? there's some crazy shit they found in the van. That's uh, that's really the thing. Is there were two? There purportedly were two vans. There was one van that uh, nobody did a police report on, but they think that there was another van. And then there's the one van that they actually searched. So they found. Okay, here's some weird shit. They found a bunch of vegetarian clothes, dirty food, Radio Shack calculator, a Radio Shack computer, a TRS-80. Does anyone know what that is from the 80s? Um, a brown bag containing 20 floppy disks. This doesn't sound crazy yet. Battery operated spotlight. Chinese English dictionary. Remember that. A canvas bag full of nude photos of kids. What? Okay, just remember that. Alone. Everything she said here is means very nothing except for a brown canvas bag containing pictures of nude children. Yeah, I mean, why weren't they just locked up for that? But they weren't, and we'll we'll get to that. They can they completely got off. And then there were a bunch of uh, references to all the properties that the finders owned. Um, but the, the thing is, they had a Chinese-English dictionary, and they had uh, contacts in China. And I'll talk about that later. Oh, and, dude. Uh, you know, they had condoms. And, and But uh, why would this group have got people that look dirty, except for the guys in suits? But you're in a van with a bunch of kids, and you've got... And back then, a TRS-80 computer was, like, the highest computer you could get. It was, like... Well, yeah. What we find out is, like, these guys were, like, they... They got the best of equipment, and they just saw children basically as commodities. You know, it's yes. like how 
I, I hate to say it, it's going to sound really rude, but it's, it's like how they treat animals on farms. And, you know, it's like they're not going to spend a lot on upkeep because these animals are about to get slaughtered. So it's just like, and then they make these connections to the Chinese, which goes very, very deep. You start seeing connections. And, like, everybody's all mad at the Middle East for this, this, and that. We're all thinking Iran because, like, Trump is, you know, ratcheting up the fucking got to go in Iran. Like, we're literally, guys, about to send in our troops, our sons, our daughters to go and fight Iran because they hit a Saudi oil field. They didn't hit American interests. They hit a Saudi oil field. We don't even get most of our oil now from Saudi Arabia. We produce more oil than we get from them. But we're really tight with Saudi, and we have our bunch of gold that we think that we have investments in. And well, you know, they can keep that... violating human rights. And we'll, yeah. you know, they have our they have the heroin. They have all the poppy fields. Our troops are protecting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Do you look up that computer? Yeah, that's right here. Let me see what it looks like. So this Hold was found. Spot. Damn, that's old. <laughs> Looks like a fucking calculator. Right? Look at that, dude. Click on it so it's bigger. So we can see it on that big one. Can you open it more? So it's like, dude, it's like, it is what you think. Like, it almost looks like a computer emoji. That's how much. It's like old school. Like, they got tape recorder next to it. That is old school. That's so old school. And that was in a that was in the fucking van. In the van, yeah. where where they all lived at. They were all living. Then there was a van. There was a mattress. When they got arrested, one of them fainted or acted like he fainted. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they interview them and they ask them where they're going. And they go, "We're going to take these kids to Mexico, and we're getting them." So they say they say something very interesting here, right, Lauren? They say basically they're weaning them off their mothers. They're weaning the kids off their mothers and taking them to a school for gifted children. And the cops were like, what? In Mexico. <laughs> You're doing what? In Mexico. They're yeah. taking gifted children to Mexico. Now, think about this, right? <laughs> we just had this thing with Epstein. Epstein owned Zorro Ranch, which is in where? New Mexico. New Mexico, right? What just, what just happened only a little time before uh, in New Mexico? Oh, yeah. Muslims, right, had a camp where Man. kids... We're learning to shoot guns so they could shoot up a school. Everybody forgets about this. Right in New Mexico. Right in the same place where Zorro Ranch won the lottery. So what are we talking about disconnecting children from parents? What happens there? Psychologically, something bad happens. There's trauma. You're producing trauma. And when you produce trauma, you can go in and you can insert uh, whatever you want into the kid, you can you can make them uh, subservient because when you produce trauma, people disassociate. And if someone disassociates, you can basically brainwash them in the disassociative state. So that's what MK Ultra did. It was always sex based trauma uh, brainwashing. So if you rape a kid enough, they're going to disassociate. And when the disassociation phase, they can do stuff psychologically to them. 100% dude 100% it's about fracturing you and then you sent me something earlier about there's a word like for Britney Spears Britney hears this word something crazy happens to her now uh, when it comes to MK Ultra, the girls become sex vixens okay because we understand pussy privilege and the guys become like fucking born identity like killers yeah. right Manchurian candidates like look at Sirhan Sirhan he claims that he was brainwashed to this day. And uh, there's a police officer that we think actually killed Robert Kennedy. Yeah, but, we'll get into you know, that if you sometime, wanna, too. Poof, if you want to go into MKUltra, 
um, yeah, sex-based, trauma-based, uh, yeah, psychological brainwashing. And, um, yeah, there's the, we'll get to the video things later because they're really fucking weird, but I want people to watch them. I watched it. Nothing happened to me. I don't feel brainwashed. No, so. I'm not watching that. You watch that stuff from that, uh... I totally, I watched no, it. I made my boyfriend you... watch it, too. I was like, I, <laughs> you I, I, danced I made him with watch the it devil. first. You danced with the And then nothing happened. <laughs> and then I watched it, and I, I felt... You feel weird because it's disturbing, but I don't think... I'm not, like, throwing my legs open to anybody lately, so... <laughs> Like, well, I'm not I'm not a psychological sex kitten. We yet. tried. We tried. Um, so so you got this thing that these words and that, like we see it right now and everybody yells at me like, oh, whatever, old man. It's like Billy English is like this. OK, she's just straight up the uh, young girl version of gangster rap. Her whole thing is like. Do drugs, make bad decisions, and I know, as, like, as a guy that, like, what are you, an oldie, an old fart? But when you take a look back, like, that's what was going on. Like, when you look at the the, the straight up, like, moment where, like, at the end of the '80s, the early '90s, music takes a really dark turn, and that's kind of when you know. Who gets in? Our good friends, uh, fucking the Clintons. They get towards him, like in '92. I think he gets he gets in. But you look at the end of the '80s, you know, and you, at the end of the '80s, early '90s. What comes in? Gangster rap and grunge. Which, as a guy going through grunge, like my peak sex years, the girls all dress <laughs> like lumberjack lesbians. That was the look. Like every nobody shave your armpits, and it was like do heroin and be super depressed. That's what was being pushed. And then in the gangster rap side, it was all like gang bang, do drugs, smoke crack, sell crack. I mean, today look at every fucking outside of like blackish, but look at a lot <laughs> of the prom- like uh, snow empire. Breaking was, bad. Break, I mean, like, dude, it's all like, dude. And I'm talking black community entertainment. What is pushed on them? And then you hear kids always say, hey, man, uh, you know, like, I, I just thought I was going to end up in jail. Like, what is that? That's just what I thought. Where I'm from, that you go to jail. It's like, that's programming there. That or I won't live till 21. They yeah. Say, I'm, I wasn't going to live to 21. It's all programming, dude. It's all totally. dark art shit. Well, those kids were programmed, all of them. These oh yeah, yeah, dude. So they're basically these. So then they they bring these guys in, right, Lauren? Yeah, they get them into the jail. Like XG was saying, they were like being overly melodramatic and acting weird. And you know, one guy, like you said, he tried to faint, um, but nothing really happens. The main thing that the interesting thing was that a doctor did an actual examination on the kids, and absolutely, they were sexually abused. Two of them, like no doubt. Okay, I don't want to like. Say so, it explicitly, but it, it's bad. So, well, I mean, uh, you could say it scientifically. You don't have to be yeah. like explain it like a Pornhub video. <laughs> you know, just like we're seeing it's kids. Yeah, I know we're seeing trauma <laughs> to uh, genitalia. Okay, trauma to uh, yeah. buttocks area. To all the all the uh, horrible things that, as a parent, you fear. Yeah. So the little boy, they said absolutely. You know, there was. Uh, trauma consistent with the previous sodomy and the little girl had her hymen broken and there was bruising. And so obviously these kids were sexually assaulted. Um, I mean, there was no doubt about it, but then they brought in another expert. So, uh, and this was a doctor, uh, Neman H. Greenberg, who was flown in from Chicago. And then they had him do a, a subsequent 
examination, he was like, nope, no sexual abuse. I don't find anything. And then this guy's completely deep state because uh, he was a he was a star witness in the defendant the defense team for the McMartin preschool case, which was the big satanic panic case of the okay, 80s. Okay, so this is a very interesting thing because what people do, man, is they take that case and they use it as an example of when pedophilia goes nuts and like people wrongly get accused. What a great precedent to set. Now, I have to do a little more research into it, but trust me, Matt, there's some shit going on. And now I hear this doctor's a part of that thing. I'm telling you, something probably went on. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, Absolutely, unequivocally. I mean, we're just going to be agreeing this whole episode. Uh, This guy says no abuse found. This guy went on to to found uh, child abuse studies for education and services. This is a sketchy-ass... Uh, it was like a education program. He went around giving lectures. It was called Causes is the acronym. And uh, a lot of people that were involved in pedophilia went to these talks. And he would go around to campuses and give these talks. And it was almost like we're going to act like we're being giving educational material about pedophilia. But we're just here to look at naked kids, actually. Yeah, and, dude, and you find that a lot. I mean, like, let's take YouTube. We've talked about this all the time. YouTube is trying to... Uh, basically censor what they think isn't right while YouTube gets busted uh, selling children's data while YouTube allows videos forever of like what we can almost call as uh, mainstream corporate kitty porn where nothing no real action happens but it's insinuated little spider-man you know uh girls uh, girls uh, with big boobs and kids doing crazy stuff to them which is disgusting why do these videos stay on forever well because what happens is that people they make comments and the guys who comment they start tracking those they people want, they need those so the people who come to these these seminars with this causes they start tracking these people and they, mm-hmm. that's how they find these people. And that's how they push these people in the offices. Like, they push people to run for office when they, when they know they're compromised. Yeah, because then you have blackmail on them. So it's like, uh, you know, I saw you fucking, like, three kids and, you know, whatever. And <laughs> yeah. so now I can, they and they can film it. fuck your career. And they film it. And they can own you. And if you don't play ball, they release you. And it makes you wonder what happened with Dennis Hackerson or whatever his name is. The one, the senator that got busted, who was like a John Podesta buddy, you know, he got busted, went to jail, came out in a wheelchair, and then CNN tried to put him on television. And everyone's like, what are you doing? You know, why did he get busted all of a sudden? So they go in. Go on, sorry. No, Joe, it's okay. Do you know about the Franklin cover-up? Yes. But tell our listeners to. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, this is probably connected to that in some way. I mean, there's, there's. Some evidence, I mean, I did as much research as I had, as I could, but there's some evidence that the Franklin cover-up is connected to the finders and, you know, that they were trafficking kids across state lines. And there's some airplane uh, records that have uh, Marion Petty taking flights that, uh, his name was Larry King, the guy that ran uh, the Franklin cover-up, the boys town in Ohio. But Larry King, you know, he went to jail for embezzlement, not for child sex. And he got out in, the, I think, the early 2000s, and they found him on the Internet. He's a car salesman. He's doing fine. He's just selling cars to fucking families, I guess. You know, only minivans. And he's singing, in, and he's singing in gospels. Laura Silsby, <laughs> who got busted basically trying to 
trafficked children out of Haiti, was put on trial, arrested, convicted, and Bill Clinton had to fly into Haiti to uh, get her out. And now her name is Laura something else, and she works for Amber Alert in Florida. Yeah, they shouldn't be in positions of power with kids. Uh, yeah, you think some things would be a scarlet letter. You know what I'm saying? Like, Louis C.K. can't do stand-up because he asked the chick if they could beat off in front of him. But these people are allowed to go back and just work in the industry that they got busted doing bad things in. Yeah, I mean, I, Louis still hilarious, and uh, he did ask permission. Yeah. And I would I would have been like, Louis, can I just get a five and under on your show? You can jerk off on me anytime. <laughs> well, that's why what That's we what call, tides for, right? Yeah. That's what we call motherfucking teamwork. Um so these you know what's so interesting? I just saw some of your notes that it says in uh that these mothers got to go to work in San Francisco. Uh, we are just in San Francisco. There's there's a lot of free mace. Oh, how about us getting a we I don't even know if you pay attention to this. Uh, Eddie and I got approached by Freemasons. Oh, no, yeah. That guy, he came up to you guys and was like, I'm He's a like, hey, yep. we, we want to take you to our lodge. <laughs> I'm like, and that's where I die? I love how they call it a lodge. No, you should you should go. I, I went to a Freemason lodge. Okay, I have one short Freemason story. So when I worked in a pizza place and I was stripping at the same time in Boise, Idaho, I was super drunk last night working at the pizza place. I'm shit-faced, but I'm like ready to go be a stripper because I had a shift later on. And then these uh, Freemasons all came in to get pizza and they were drunk. And I could tell by their cufflinks because they had the Masonic symbols on their buttons. And I was, I just looked at one of them and I said, as above, so below. <laughs> and he went, he went, oh, you know some more, more than our first year initiates. What uh-huh. are you doing? And I had a bottle of Jack under the register and I was like, I'm drinking. I was like, yeah, I was leaving that fucking job. I didn't care. And he was like, well, do you want to come see the temple? And I was like, all right. And I just told my crew, I was like, I'm, I'm out of here. So I go to this temple in Boise and they let me in. And I was just drinking out of my bottle of Jack. And I took my shirt off and I took topless photos in front of the American flag and the Freemason flag. <laughs> By the way. And then they brought, they brought out their swords. They had like, I guess they use them for ritual. I guess and that's so they called their me, dicks. Then I got... I got completely topless and I'm holding the Freemason swords on this. <laughs> I mean, I could just say it's an altar, but I mean, and I took these pictures and cut off shorts and boots. And then they took me up to the roof and showed me like they had a, it was almost like they had a telescope set up, like a mini observatory. <coughs> they took me downstairs and like showed me their state, their vault where they had uh, gold and they had a bunch of uh, bonds and stuff. Like I didn't give a shit. I was getting wasted. And then um, they, like, released me back into the wild, and I actually went back to work. And then I went and stripped later that night. And I really didn't think a ton about it, but I had a friend that is in the Freemasons. I can't say his name. And he was just like, what were their names? Who were they? Oh, no, he was going to tattle on them, huh? He was was upset. Uh, But I was like, look, we didn't do anything. And they said they couldn't show me. Uh, all the stuff they use in ritual, they were like, we can just take you into the rooms. I was like, well, you showed me the swords, but I mean, that's all I got. I just got swords. I didn't fuck any of them. I mean, it wasn't that fun. Well, that had so, a sad ending to it. Where oh, uh, This was like every Freemason's wet dream, by the way. I mean, they're a bunch of fat old dudes. They have families. They're not that magical. They're, and most of the guys <laughs> in the lower level, it's just a fraternal order. They just want to feel special and like oomba oomba and go around in their robes and, you know, then go home and watch Modern Family. They're boring guys. It's just when you get to the 33rd degree, then you start meeting people in power, like from the Trilateral Commission. How long does it take to get a 33rd degree? I don't know. I think you just have to. It's like going to college. It's really boring. It's the hermetic tree of life. 
and just learning all of these fucking boring rituals and who knows if they even do anything. It's very close to Kabbalah, uh, the, the study of Freemason. All this hermetic magic is the same. It's fucking actually really dull when you get into it. Mm, I think there's different sects of it. I think it's like anything. You could have like a, a bunch of good people and a couple weirdos, and maybe the weirdos are up to no good. But I mean, like the Freemasons are definitely been a part of like this crazy kind like. You know, uh, the guy who invented the Big Bang Theory was a fucking, I, I believe he, he's the, oh no, he was a, uh, he was a Jesuit, right? I mean, like there's these secret societies throughout the whole thing that, you know, I know that's not, I, I thought he was a Freemason, but he's a Jesuit, but I mean, I mean there's dark arts all over the place. And there's some like, dude, we've had Patrick Miltich on here. He's a Freemason. I'm like, I'm sure there's a lot of good Freemasons. I'm sure there's some shady ass Freemasons, but back sure. to this. Back to the finders. So, I mean, do they? So they arrest them. They interview them. Uh, they put them on. They they basically the doctors say there's trauma right there. Um, some of the kids give testimony that they were having, weren't they? That they were hooking up with different people and they were being trained and stuff like that. Am I correct on that? Um. I didn't find that in this case. It would be better. It would be more interesting. But that's that's from like Franklin Coverup kids said all that stuff. These kids were too young. They didn't talk a lot. They just they they, they were very evasive and they acted like they'd been traumatized. They didn't want to talk. They didn't know and, about like uh, they didn't know yeah. about technology. They didn't know about cell phones, hot water. That makes me think televisions. They weren't going to be around for a while. Yeah, they were just keeping them isolated, trying to keep them. And that they're going to use them until they get to a certain age and then just release them or off them. Right? Yeah. So here's I think where... they, were, they were taking them to Mexico to sell them or they were going to take a flight from Mexico to China because all these kids were, uh, they were, there was a second computer. So there's one computer found in the van and there was a second computer found at the Florida University and it had shorthand writing in it that <laughs> had talk about selling children to China. And there had been the and there had been a guy from China that had been visiting the warehouse, and they all had they had these Chinese English dictionaries. So it's like they were getting ready to do some big fucking deal in China. Oh my god! How do you do that as an adult, man? One of the kids could uh, count in uh, Chinese, like one through one through yes. ten or something like that. Yeah, one of the kids they were like teaching them something, or she was getting the hang of something. It was the oldest one. I think her name was Mary or something like that. But it was. How, how do you do that? It was um. I think it was Honeybee Evans. She was three. And because the oldest one was, there were two boys. They were six. But yeah, I think, and she counted to Chinese and they said, oh, where'd you learn that? She went, oh, the China man that comes to the, the other place where the we China stayed. And they were like, man. oh, tell us more. The China man. You know what's going to happen to that kid? She's never going to work on Saturday Night Live because she said China man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're from friends and they were friends in China and we're talking. Okay. Hold on here. So a second computer was found with a message in it, shorthand, on a closed-circuit network. The very first internet. Talking about someone in China about selling kids. I mean, like, dude. So now what do we have? We have we have uh, naked photos of children. Floppy disks. Floppy disks. We have, anal we have sexual trauma on children, according to a doctor. And then we have on a computer, someone saying we're... Uh, that's talking about someone in China about selling children. When confronted about the evidence, Toby Warren said, we were using a lot of different shorthand. Who knows what 
they think they found. We, we had friends in China and they were talking about some computer stuff. That doesn't even answer the question. Nope. I mean, yeah. So where does like I've got three, you know, under nine year old blondes for you get translated into fucking having a computer science conversation? I don't think kid pussy can ever be translated into a fucking science computer conversation is bullshit and toby terrell uh he's kind of the spokesperson for the finders he's one of the only ones still alive he wrote a book called the game caller about the leader of it called marion petty who i think he's like in love with yeah hold on so who wrote this book toby terrell he's one of the only living people from the finders who's still alive and he was he one of the finders he was one of the finders he he was there with the kids in the in the in this whole this whole time period, he was there. And who was the guy that ran? There were different people. Who was the guy who ran the whole thing? Oh man, Marion Petty. Yes, that was a man. This guy. Oh my god. Uh, so he started out. He was a chauffeur in World War II. He was in the military, and he got to hear all the biggest generals, like all their inside baseball talk about the war. Like the generals, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, he was a chauffeur for the president. Now, who knows if any of this fucking shit is true, because this guy is a liar. This would, you know, he's definitely in the intelligence community. Um, his He retired, well, so he gets out of the war. He goes and he gets intelligence training in Germany, because they thought he would be a good fit for that. He comes back, he says, I'm retired, I'm not in the intelligence community. And then his wife ends up being a, uh, what was it, a... Um, uh, secretary for the CIA. His son goes into Air America, which was a front for the CIA. And the whole time he's like, no, I have nothing to do with the intelligence agency. They wanted me, but I said, no, I left. And he just has so many connections. I mean, he's obviously part of it. So he can, then he gets, he says he retired, he gets into public life and he starts hanging out with the counterculture. Timothy Leary, he was doing acid with him. And we think, I think he was a deep undercover CIA agent. who was sent to infiltrate the counterculture. Which is what they did over and over again. They influence. I'm telling you, man, culture is manufactured. People get really mad when I say that because I include feminist culture. uh, um, I'm sure it's everything. Country culture. um, Black culture. I mean, every culture has to have... You don't think white supremacist culture has like fucking CIA and FBI agents just riddled through it, pushing these narratives. What we find out with these guys, uh, we find that these these kids, uh, I, I did something on the Patreon, where, like, basically FBI or CIAs would infiltrate, like, this, you know, poor group, groups of poor people and encourage them to do shit that was counteractive to actually make their life better. Like, we had something in Tawanda, I believe it is, New York, where they found a sleeper cell. In Tawanda, outside of, like, outside of Niagara Falls, there's a sleeper cell. And it's just, you find out, like, they knew, I like, the guy, okay, so we did a big story about this uh, van, uh, this uh, limo, this limo that crashes, or gets in a crash, even though there's no dents on it. There's 20 people die. These people... All have connections to very high up in intelligence and the military. They're all dead. There's no funerals. There's no blood. There's nothing on the vans. Everybody's dead. The guy who owns the van is an FBI informant who had worked on counterterrorism stuff all the way going back to 9 11. 
So then we, so what basically this guy does is he infiltrates these groups and convinces these people that they should commit a jihad, helps them get all the weapons, and then they arrest them. Create yeah, a I monster mean, so you can save that's the how they, they took down the, uh, um, the, what was it, the, um, the Wall Street movement, what was that called? To Occupy. That's how Occupy got taken down. It got infiltrated. That's what these, I call them the alphabet boys, CIA, NSA, FBI, the alphabet boys. This is their playbook. It's what they love to do. They come into an organization, they make <laughs> you do shitty things, and then they ruin the name of the organization and take down the movement. Uh, you know, at, people that do acid are not looked at as these enlightened, amazing beings that are, you know, helping the world. They're looked at as burnouts. That CIA was helped with that. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, you you start realizing that this pedophilia shit is the currency of the intelligence services and the currency of the power elites. I mean, like, it, I don't know, man. Anybody watch that Nick Kroll show? Like, I love Nick Kroll. He's great, but it is uncomfortable to watch sometimes when they're just talking all that child. And, and like, I'm not a guy who's like, we can't joke about anything. I'm like, joke about whatever you want. Joke about whatever you want. It's fuck funny. But when you know that there's a chronic pedophilia problem going on, why is it okay to make jokes about kids fucking? Because they're trying to get it into the society. They're trying to convince everybody that it's okay and normalize pedophilia. That's what's coming up. They're going to say that it's a paraphilia, that it's not a crime that, like, you know, well, you can be gay or straight. They're going to say, well, I'm a pedophile. That's my sexual orientation is fucking kids, right? Right. That's not a sexual orientation. Well, the problem That's- is that kids can't. Kids don't have the mental or emotional capacity to agree to to know what they're getting into, and they don't no. have the power to stop it. That's a, like yep. uh, we're about to do something on what happened uh, with Shane Gillis and this whole thing about how like there's people on Twitter who just do pedo jokes all the time. And I like like some like Anthony Jeselnik who does it. I don't mind it because he makes fun of everybody, and he's not calling for people's jobs. He's not a hypocrite. But there's out there people calling for people's jobs because they make Asian jokes, okay? But they, they and that's offensive to do an Asian joke. But to do pedo jokes is just comedy. Yeah, I mean. It's upsetting to me, dude. It gets upset. I got. I can't keep talking about this shit all the time. So, anyways, so, so I, I normally I'm I'm all over the place because this upsets the shit out of me, dude. So a gentleman well, you shouldn't take someone's livelihood for a fucking joke. Yeah, well, you know? don't don't worry about that. I, I'm I am going to go nuts on people. Trust me, I'm going to go fucking nuts. So some there's a gentleman who tried to do an investigation, right? What is his name? Yeah, Uh, Ramon Martinez. Okay, so these guys get arrested. Uh, They get held on bail. They're not released. There's a message on a computer which states, do not, uh, we've been been caught, hide. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Ramon Martinez, he he's the only guy that to this day in law enforcement you can talk to that will say, yeah, I stand by what I found. And I stand by the uh, doctor's reports and everything. You know, and then they brought in that other doctor that denied everything. Um, he actually took it to Congress after the investigation got shut down to try to get somebody to find it, to come and do the right thing. Um, yeah, I mean, Ramon Martinez, uh, Derek Rose actually went, he flew to the guy's hometown and tried to talk to him. And, and he I don't think he would talk to him. 
But well, the, so the, he doesn't. Apparently, he's been threatened because he acted like. Of get course, the fuck away and he from said me. his career was hurt because he was investigating this, and that's what happened. Yeah. So, so these cops uh, arrest these guys, and they go to the parents of these children, the mothers of these children, and they're like, "We don't know why they said all that. That's not what's happening." And you know, trauma happened to those women. Well, they totally. Ended up I didn't that think they were a lot of them are just like sex slaves. What? They end up saying they went camping. They changed the story from sending them to Mexico to a school in Mexico for smart kids to they were sending them to go camping. Right. And it was a spokesperson that said it. It wasn't even the woman. They sent out like a spokesperson to talk for those women. But the women, when they met with them, were like, no, that's not it. They were. I don't know why they said all that. It's not that deep. It's like you have to have real. I mean, imagine the trauma a mother must have to be able to be cool with their kids being just shipped. I mean, we just have a, uh, so I, I believe a woman from Utah in the United States. She was in the Philippines, I think, just got busted trying to leave with a baby. Like she did, like hit a baby in her, like somewhere she was trying to walk through it. Someone just gave birth to a baby. Someone carried a baby, gave birth, and sold that baby. I mean, it's just Bad. crazy. Fucking crazy. I mean, it's not funny. Like, I, I usually am, I, I'm usually fucking joking around and jovial, but the shit is just not funny. You know, it's just, it's fucking sad. You know, the human condition, the fact that money can be, you know, more important than a child's life or a child's well being, the lack of empathy is just astonishing. So, what happened? Like, dude, this, this story happens quickly. Like, it turns and burns. Quickly. In like three, four days. No, in like at the time of a week. So yeah. these guys get arrested. They go talk to the mothers. After that, these guys are still on bail. I mean, still uh, held in jail. The FBI comes in, and within two days, they basically dismiss the case. Yeah, it starts off, uh, I don't know what magazine starts saying that it was a fucking pedophile, da da And then it went to, it was nothing. It yeah. was just some guys going to Mexico. Because they, they said it was a satanic panic. Yeah. Which I didn't live through. Yeah. Do you remember any of it? Oh, dude, there was everybody was worried about Satan back then. Like girls who showed up in goth, everybody thought they were witches. And they were like, the witches are here. And everybody freaks out. And these poor girls had to transfer schools because people were freaking out. Because just because you're an adult and a parent doesn't mean you're smart. I mean, we have a, there's a city in the United States that in like 2017 basically fucking banned yoga from the city because they thought it was like anti-christian yeah the uh there's a there's some really funny satanic panic videos on youtube if you want to look them up just type in like 90 satanic panic video and there's preachers with mullets trying to be cool like hey kids just want to talk about the devil with you and why it's in all of your music and you're all gonna burn in hell and it, i mean i grew up in texas in, in the 80s with that shit it was and it's Terrifying. just like, in a weird way, you know, they were right, but they were just so awful about presenting it, you know? It's like, and now that we're like through this thing and we're starting to get information that we never had before, we're starting to realize that, yeah, there are dark art shit going on. I don't know if you're following, have you been following this guy, Larry Johnson, on the internet, on Twitter? No. Watch it. Go find Larry Johnson, the football player. Can you look him up? Yeah. Look at him, dude. He's calling out all this dark art shit going on in in hip hop and in in sports. Have you seen this, Aaron? Yeah. 
It's kind of crazy, right? Okay, Aaron said he's insane. But he basically called this chick out because, you know, with have you heard of uh, blood sacrifices? Yeah, of course. So I ba- mean, basically, so do you want to talk about the goats with the kids? Yeah, go on. So one of the other things they found uh, is they found all these pictures of the kids performing a goat sacrifice. Oh, my right? God, you're right, dude. I forgot about that. They had these kids committing animal sacrifices. How do you forget about that? I don't know. God. <laughs> There's yeah, way too much going on. Yeah. There's so much going the, on in this thing. And they named it. They had like a scrapbook of pictures. Like they made, they didn't just sacrifice the goats. They made the kids a scrapbook. They fucking scrapbooked it for them. And they called it the execution of Henrietta and Igor. Isn't that cute? It's adorable for the kids. A fucking execution scrapbook. And it had pictures of the kids naked uh, handling raw meat and the genitals of the dead goats. And the people were all in robes around them. And they said, oh, it was just to teach them hands-on natural butchering. Because, you know, we're all vegetarian. How much fucking sense does that make? Yeah, you're totally right. It doesn't make any sense. That and uh, the female goat was pregnant. Yes, XG, yeah. thank you, yes. So they killed the mom and the baby. Yeah, and then they had no the kids sense. holding the dead fetus. Which makes no sense. If you're going to eat the animal, wouldn't you want it to be born so then it could feed the baby and then you got more meat for the future? Yeah, I and mean, milk. that makes sense if you're not a Satanist. Yeah. Or a, a more like a Saturnist. That's the real thing. It's not even Satanism. It's Saturnism. It's like yeah. Saturnism. And like, again, we just get back to this point where like, respect if you're Christian. I have nothing but respect for you. If you, if you practice a religion where you learn to love your fellow man and treat everybody with gold and treat those around you with respect and you worship your, your, your religion, God bless you. Okay? But the fact is that the Bible was presented 400 years or like 300 to 400 years after Jesus just like the Talamon came very late and it was about it's no longer about the Torah now it's about the Talamon the Babylonian uh, oral history of the rabbis okay the Quran respect Muslims respect Christians respect Jews the Quran was written like a, almost 70 to 100 years after Muhammad. Like that, that's what these things do. And they insert these things in there to get you to like uh, uh, fight with the other religion. Or, and the Bible creates, and actually in the Bible, I think there's one reference to Lucifer. And it's like as Lucifer falls from the ground. And then we see the Roman Catholic Church put in this thing about Satanism and what we know about Satan, about the Roman Catholic Church, there they worship the black cube of Saturn. Right? You see Muslim. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Saturn. What's it? Saturnalia? Yeah. Is how you say it? Right. Yeah. So this blood sacrifice and the sacrificing of these goats isn't like Satanism. It's like Saturnism. It's black cube shit. I mean, I... I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to take a really crazy stance here and defend Satanism for a second. Okay. Not, okay. not the kind of Satanism where you believe in the devil and you, you know, worship the devil and, you know, do that that's a separate Satanism. But the Levian Satanism that came out in the 70s was really humanism. They, they don't like to be called that, but it was more about human expression and making yourself your own God and respecting yourself and respecting your body. There's even in the nine tenets of Satanism, it says, do not harm children. Now they could just put that in there because they have to. Right. I mean, but 
It's just like, it's just really, I mean, like, there's things in the Talamon that you're like, holy shit, it says that? And it's crazy. Things it says about Jesus, things about, it says about doing business with non-Jews. I mean, the things it says about children. I mean, they're crazy things. Then you go into the Quran, and they, they handpick these things that are just like, it's all about war, it's all about sex, you know? And it's like, at the end of the day, every one of these religions is about love, and they get perverted by a, an outside source. That's my belief. How many people have edited each religious book through time? I mean, what edition of the Bible do we have? Like the four to four hundredth version with how many people have changed it to suit their political needs? You know, I mean, yeah, the, the basic was love, but then it gets perverted because of power. Well, you know what else that- is going on, dude, is that uh, like if you take the Talmud, they call it like rabbis call it the Wikipedia of that day. And, you know, all these rabbis would put their take on stuff. How quickly can you corrupt that? Oh, it depends what you want from your congregation. How much money do you want them to give you for your new fucking jet? Then you can corrupt it any way you want. And three, the three, if you count Mormonism and you go Islam, Judaism, and Mormonism, the book, the book is basically the story of like how uh, uh, an angel came down told him something and you know Muhammad said he couldn't uh read or write uh the Taliban said that uh you know that this and, and I think it was the same thing with Mormonism that the 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 story was so holy what they were told by the angel that it was too holy to write down <laughs> like the this bullshit like the secret of Fatima and nothing's ever too holy it's that you have a political agenda and it's just like but when you go before these books, these people are just like they're 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 all basically doing the same religion. I mean, Jesus was a Jew. They were all like his whole thing was like, "There's no church. You have a meetings in your houses with your neighbors." You know, I mean, these things. And then you find out like Mohammed was, according to Queen Elizabeth, is <coughs> direct relation to to Mohammed. Mohammed and Queen Elizabeth are related, which goes back to mm-hmm. there's this power elite group. That are related to each other. She's also related to Aleister Crowley. So there we go. Another guy that's just this yeah. power group of people. So here's what happened. They arrest these guys. The FBI comes in back to the finders. The FBI comes in. They dismiss the case after days. Days. And with a medical examination that finds the abuse on the kids. Isn't that enough? Like you would think uh, in this day and age, that would be enough. But no, uh, they said no. They're just a bunch of weirdos living off the grid. Uh, naked photos of children and uh, basically messages on a computer saying, I have blonde kids for you to sell, to sell to you. Yeah. And, and what their excuse for the, uh, the, the trauma on the kids' genitalia was, oh, it's just from their vegetarian diet. The, okay. The, oh, the last I checked, eating vegetarian doesn't make my asshole bigger. <laughs> it just doesn't. So, okay? so these are vegetarians slaughtering goats, right? Because yep. it makes all the sense in the world. And that was so they're vegetarians teaching the kids about you know what they call it naturalistic butchering. <laughs> Bullshit, Toby Terrell. Bullshit. Um, this it really this whole thing just makes me upset. Like I mean, um, God. So the finders are still around today. I mean, they they're are. Still mem- I mean, the whole thing's probably still happening in another way that they're smart enough now not to get caught. But there's members of it that are out hanging, like, in their 50s, 60s, 
buying land, trying to do stuff together. I mean, it it goes on. But um, if you want to, go, if you go on to go back, so it, they the, the FBI dismisses it. Later, the State Department reopens it, and they say, no, there's something here. There was child trafficking happening. And then they, uh, the CIA comes in and shuts that the fuck down real quick. Oh, yeah. What does that remind you of? What does that remind you of? Epstein in Florida. But the FBI comes in going, this guy's above your pay grade. He's down. intelligence. What intelligence? Mossad. Stop telling me it's anti-Semitic to say that. It's the truth. And they shut it down. Look what they just did with Mossad. Look what they just did with FC now. Why did they drop the charges? Well, he's dead. So? Yeah. That's what I mean, did here. The game, the, the game leader, the game caller. What's his the name? game caller. Mario Petty. Mario, yeah. Marion Petty. Petty. So he, died he started as the chauffeur in, in World War II. You think and then... Um, Trained in intelligence, but doesn't have anything to do with the intelligence agencies. I was just trained in intelligence, but I'm not with them. I just, he says his life, he runs an open house for fools, and he puts up a lot of the intelligence agency. Oh, but yeah. he doesn't have anything to do with the intelligence agency. He loves ha- getting information. Like, his wife worked at the CIA, and she's very happy to go to work and tell me everything she found. She is in a great place to, to do it, working with all the files and records. Oh, my God, his son went on to work for the CIA front. Air America. Oh, my God. Well, the CIA was investigating for investigating him for like four years or so. They thought he was a drug dealer. And then they thought out of that he was just a, yeah. an, uh, an agent from, from China or some shit like that. So yeah. then he started trying to investigate them. Like, who the fuck knows who he is? He sounds like Epstein, how they said he was higher than everybody that was looking for him. So they, these guys basically get arrested and they're... Their cases get thrown out, and they are released. Yep. Uh, One of them, uh, he had another kid later on. I think it's Michael. I could be wrong. One of the finder's kids is now part of the 9-11 truth movement. So, I mean, I guess that's the way you rebel, like, against them. If you're, like, the angry kid, like, fuck you. I don't know. I mean, like, we've had four major cases this year involving child sex trafficking and people still don't want to believe this shit happens if it was happening then it's happening now for sure if if they were doing it with trs 80 computers what are they doing now with the internet and all the stuff that we have unbelievable and it's just like oh my god he but hold on the D- okay, so this guy, one more time, Marion Petty, right? Here we mm-hmm. go. This is going to be very interesting. claims he was able to buy all of his land in Virginia by saving gambling money from being really good at card games. If that's not covered CIA, I don't know what is. Okay. So now we're finding out that like people like Whitey Bulger won the lottery. What an amazing Bullshit. thing to win the fucking lottery when you're an FBI informant. He bought a warehouse in San Fran and one in D.C. The D.C. warehouse is four miles away from Comet Pizza. Yep. Okay. And that was that's different time periods, but it's the same area, and it's just a weird coincidence. I mean, if you were a real investor, you'd be like, well, that's just an, a coincidence. But us looking at it, it's like, these are too many coincidences. There's that no area of D.C. is poisoned. There's no coincidences. None. 
They all no. they they all happen on purpose. How many times can you be like coincidence, 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 coincidence? It just doesn't happen. It's just like if you're always having coincidence, coincidence, coincidence every time. Like you do nine eleven. Oh, it's just a coincidence this happened, right? No. And then you go in JFK. It's just a coincidence this happened, or all this perfect. It's just a coincidence this happened. Oh, it's just a coincidence that the most important witnesses in the history of time Died. dies. In, in a jail where everybody was watching him. It's just a coincidence. Another camera's work. It's just a coincidence. Everybody fell asleep. It's just a coincidence. It's just I, coincidence. I don't know how, why people believe this. I was on stage the other night, and I, I have a joke about Epstein, and I was like, hey, you guys, I mean, Epstein was murdered, right? And it was just silent. Yeah, they're idiots. And I was, uh, what? Like, and one person was like, woo, woo, in the back. But, yeah. Uh, and she was awesome. I don't but, even uh, understand why people don't want to get into this, because it's so much more interesting. Now, granted, you don't want to talk about pedophilia every time. It can eat your soul up. But, you know, here's another thing. This is exactly what happened with Epstein. Exactly what happened with the the Anthony Weiner computer. 11 people now are some... Uh, uh, 11 NYPD cops are dead. Some of them are associated by... They were suicided or they committed suicide. Some associated with Anthony Weiner's laptop. And by the way... Do you think... Did they all see what was on the laptop? I think, I, I, yeah. I've heard a piece of the story, but I haven't. I mean, we need the hard evidence of the names and time. Like, when did they see it? What evidence well, was it? Well, for sure, it was the uh, the, uh, the the police chief that was going to retire in three weeks, uh, who offed himself. He's the one who gave the quote. And you want to hear something? I think, I okay. think Julian Assange's death, uh, dead man switch, is Hillary Clinton's porno. So you think it's frazzle drip? Yep. No, but I think he has all of it. That's not because they said they were going to send all this shit. All, first of all, they sent everything. They copied the high, hard drive and they sent it all over the country. So they couldn't just take the one computer. And, and they said they were going to send it to WikiLeaks. And I think that's his dead man switch. That when that, well, if he dies, that's what he's going to drop. I, I hate to say this. I can't wait for him to die because I want to see that shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. You are just crazy. I love it. That's hot. Um, no, I want him out, dude. I want him out. Uh, you know, it's like I'm, I'm about to, you know, I'm not happy with Andrew Yang crying about Shane Gillis saying mean things with him. By the way, I can't find the phrase that he said that everyone's going nuts on. I can't. I, I just all I've heard is he's he was saying bad stuff about Asians. Like, okay, yeah. What, yeah. what what could be worse than saying the women have slanty vaginas? Like, what the fuck did he say? Yeah, I mean, like, like, dude, it's all crazy. But it's like Andrew Yang says his he didn't appreciate the words, and it's like you're running for president and you're getting your 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 fucking future, and then you think it's you would tr- he would try, fucking, he would try Julian Assange on espionage. Or is it espionage or treason or something like that? Like, dude. Treason. Your, fe- yeah. your feelings are hurt. Julian Assange's feelings are hurt. His back is hurt. His body is hurt. His spirit's broken. He's about lost weight. I don't know if you saw that. He's probably he dead. To, yeah. He's going to be dead soon, dude. And we all just sat here. And we all just sat here. Mm-hmm. Right. Chelsea Manning. I think, I think she is great. Yeah. Personally, well, I mean, like, that's a weird story, too, by the way. I don't know if you know that. 
But yeah, I mean, but what did did she? I mean, did she she transitioned because she wanted to, right? No, but I mean, I'm talking about how like it took 19 years to download those files, and you're like nobody at the base noticed you were doing that. It took uh, 19 maybe she hours. Maybe was just like, I'm just mixing my Britney Spears mixtape that I love, and they I were hope. like, okay, he's doing gay shit, leave him alone. There's also a theory <laughs> that there's also a theory that uh, her and um. The guy in Russia, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy in Russia? Oh, Edward Snowden are like oh, Snowden. controlled opposition. Because I think Edward Snowden is more like we controlled opposition. Well, I mean, like, what's her face? His father is uh, Navy intelligence. She's very like she oh, yeah, comes she's, from she's, it. She's from in there, right? No, she. I is. mean, we saw the woman who got uh, accused Kavanaugh stuff. Her father. And the trial where they framed it as his sexual exploits uh, and not his belief in, like, basically a fucking surveillance state. She, her father was in charge of find, finding money for black ops operations. She's CIA to the bone. And we, and the I, Democrats helped fucking frame that whole thing, dude. You know, uh, the, the Aurora shooter, what was James, whatever, uh, the, with the crazy red hair, that guy, uh, his dad was working on an algorithm that showed when people embezzled money <laughs> on a really, really high level, <sighs> like for the stock market. So, yeah. It's fuck it. I mean, like, dude, I, it's either we got to stop it now or we're just fucked. We well, have. Fucked. And how will we stop it? <laughs> I guess by waking people up. Actually, I just enjoy talking about it. I don't even know what we're going to do. The only thing I care to defend is guns. And when that goes, it's all over. Just call it a day. Yeah. I'm we got to we gotta go. We got to go, like, get our, we have to buy our own island. If yeah. Epstein can have a fucking island, we need a fucking yeah. island. Who's going to buy that island? I want to see who buys that island. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably be like a, a pop star or something, you know? Yeah. Katy Perry. Elton John will buy it. <laughs> Katy Perry and her big cans will buy it. Wow, Lauren, <laughs> tell us about your podcast again. Oh, man, it's called Electric Kool-Aid Podcast, and we just go into all the conspiracy shit, anything. I mean, we're going to do MK Ultra. We've done Death of Marilyn Monroe. We've done the Area 51 raid, the Epstein death. Um, you know, we're going to do the CIA and social media, which I'm doing a lot of research for right now. Um, trying to, I have my uh, good friend Jonas Barnes. He's a comedian. <laughs> Funny uh, guy. On and Good He's dude. my co-host right now, and yeah, I mean, so we're just gonna keep keep pushing, keep going. Well, Lauren, you're part of the October fourth show in New oh, York shit. City. I'm so excited about that! It's gonna be a great day for all the children out there. All the because you know, tinfoil hat is for the people, and we're gonna do this, man. So I'm super excited. This has been a great episode. Uh, you can see, check out her podcast, The Electric Kool-Aid, and we will go from there. We hope to see everybody in Austin, Texas. All right, guys. Take care. We appreciate you.